Welcome to the Prince Manasseh Achu podcast. Prophet Manasseh Achu is the general overseer of the Watered Garden Church in Ghana, West Africa. Thank you for joining us for another power-packed session. Through the teaching of God's word and the ministration of the spirit, we restore God's glory in mankind. Enjoy the transformational power of God's word as you listen to today's message. James chapter 5 from verse 13 is any amount you afflicted let him pray is any merry let him sing song is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church let him pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up and if he have committed sins they shall be forgiven him confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias, that's Elijah. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And he rained not on the earth but the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. Everybody say a big Amen. amen. Let's pray. Father, I want to say thank you for today. I ask that you will use me by your Holy Spirit in a tremendous way for your glory today. In Jesus' name. Amen. The subject of prayer and its importance cannot be overemphasized in our spiritual life. In fact, the Bible actually did say, or does say, that we should pray without stopping, without ceasing. We shouldn't stop. Just keep praying. Well, obviously, it doesn't mean praying at every breath. But it shows that there should be no point in our life that we cease to pray, we stop to pray. We should pray in season and out of season. We should pray when we are in need, and we should pray when we are not in need. When it comes to prayer... Almost every believer intuitively knows the importance of prayer. But the understandings into the dynamics of prayer is where the problem is. And the discipline to follow through, persevering and watching the run to, that's where the problem is. Many people also do not know that we have different forms of prayer and different kinds of prayer and different levels in prayer. And because of this ignorance, they think that there is one fit for all size prayer. In other words, they think that the prayer they pray in their devotion, thanksgiving and appreciation and fellowship with God is enough to take care of demons people also think that praying for the sick is like praying for the nation you cannot pray for a nation the way you pray for the sick because praying for the sick is a prayer of faith but praying for a nation is supplication endless entreaties ladies and gentlemen there are different kinds of prayers and the rules are different there are certain prayers if you pray the wrong way if you pray it without applying the rules it will not work it simply will not work the myth that god answers all prayers ladies and gentlemen is past and gone 
For we know that God has not answered every prayer. The reason is, it's not his responsibility to perform every prayer we pray. One of the challenges we have in understanding prayer is the seeming contradictions in the Bible regarding this subject. Flavored by our own thinking and religion, we add to the truth. And because prayer is highly spiritual, the tendency to add religion to prayer, the tendency is there. And every time you add to truth, you have actually taken from it. So when we make prayer what it's not supposed to be, we incapacitate prayer. James, the same author, who said the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availed much, also said sometimes prayer is not effective. He said, ye ask and ye have not. Because ye pray amiss. To establish the fact that there are different forms and kinds of prayer, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, it says, first of all, supplications. It's in plural. Prayers. Plural. Intercessions. Plural. And giving of thanks be made for all men. So supplication is one form of prayer. Prayer is another form of prayer. Intercession is another form of prayer. Giving of thanks is another form of prayer. And even supplication is in plural. So we have different kinds of supplication and different levels in supplication. Now the four kinds of prayers mentioned in 1 Timothy 1 is to give us a hint that there are different kinds of prayers, but that's not all. There is the prayer of spiritual warfare and there is the prophetic praying. The quantity of prayer is needed just as the quality of prayer is needed. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 11. Uh, the King James is a little bit blind to us. But when you read it in other versions, you get it clearly. I said what? The quantity of prayer, the amount, the volume of prayer, and the quality of prayer are all needed. In other words, we need to pray effectively. We need to pray prayers that are effectual. Prayers that avail, first of all. And they're not just avail, they avail much. There was a time Abraham prayed. You remember when he interceded for Sodom? That prayer availed, but it didn't avail much. He saved only lot. But according to scripture, if I find one righteous man, I need one man to stand in the gap. And Abraham went on the wrong side of the bargain. Because he thought at least there will be ten guys in Lord's house who were holy. Abraham couldn't, you see, he prayed, his prayer availed, but it did not avail much. And there are certain prayers that don't avail. So we need effective praying, but not just the quality of prayer, we also need the quantity. Because according to the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, the volume of prayers offered also counts. Now the scripture I ask to be on the screen is 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 11. But to get it, Paul was saying that, for I would, from verse 8, I don't want you to be ignorant of our trouble which came on us in Asia. That we were pressed out of measure above strength. In so much that we even despair of life. But we are the sentence of death in ourselves, not to trust in ourselves, but in God which raised the dead. Who delivered us from so great a death? Look at that. 
You know, death also has intensities and levels. He delivers from so great a death. The kind of thing God delivered Paul from was not just, there were too many things coming at him at the time. So it was not just one miraculous escape. And he said, he delivered us from so great a death and don't deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver. And ye also helping together by prayer for us. You were also helping together by praying for us. That for the gift bestowed upon by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. Now, you didn't get into the King James. But let me give it to you from a better translation. It says, that the thanksgivings, which is also prayer, may be from many tongues be offered up on my behalf for the blessing gained to me by many prayers okay i'll give you another version and then many lips will give thanks on behalf of the blessings granted us in answer to many prayers when i'm going through trouble and pastor doris praying for me this one is praying for me this one is praying for me, this one is praying for me god doesn't answer pastor doris only pastor doris he will answer pastor doris they all pray for me you answer this man, and answer this man, and answer this man. So, if many prayers are offered, the deliverance will be so great. The blessings will be so great in surplus. Because when it is done, not only will Doris thank God, but this man will thank God, and this man will thank God, and this man will thank God. So, thanksgiving will also abound. Now, you need to understand that prayer goes like incense in heaven. You see, it's a sacrifice. And the quantity is as important as the quality. Our theme scripture or our text says, you know, he says so many things about prayer. I don't want to go into it. He started, started talking about confessing your sins. You know, that's for the children in the Lord. When somebody is freshly born again, whether he has sinned or not, he will confess his sins more than 100 times. You cannot convince him to stop confessing his sins. So that's okay. In fact, there are some things when you do as a young believer, unless you confess to another Christian brother, your conscience will not be clear, though God has forgiven you. So, you confess your sins one to another and pray for one another. That's for the young ones. When God is talking to us, he's talking to all of us. But you see, not everything applies to all of us. There are some that are young in the Lord. He says, I write this to you children. Little children, for your sins are forgiven. It's little children in the Lord who are always, all their prayer is, give me, give me, forgive me, forgive me. They don't understand that God said, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions from you. And your iniquities I will remember no more. They are not old enough to grab it. He said, I will remember no more means no more. He cannot remember it. But they haven't gotten that revelation yet. So they have to confess their sin. That's okay. So we have different kind of prayers. So instead of saying, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, you may be healed. Then, he came to the big one. He says, Elias, Elijah was a man like you, with all the weakness you have, like passion. And he prayed earnestly. You see, he prayed earnestly. Amen? That there should be no rain. And there was no rain for three years. And he prayed again. And the heavens opened. And gave their dew and rain. Then he said. 
the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man now the effectual effective fervent boiling prayer of a righteous man as for a righteous man you know you are righteous in Christ now the prayer has to become fervent and effectual to avail much the amplified version says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power available and it is dynamic in its working now hear this the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much a better translation says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power available it generates tremendous power it's like a small generator five kva right and a big industrial plant so there are some prayers that generate little power and there are other prayers that generate tremendous power and it is dynamic in its workings now which kind of prayers are those i will talk about it briefly in daniel chapter 10 daniel started praying he was asking god for something and god sent an angel to daniel to bring the answer daniel's angel was arrested the angel that was sent to bring the answer he got arrested by demons in the region called princes the kings of the region they locked him they did not only stop him he said i was with them for 21 days first he said the prince of persia withstood me when he was getting to persia the king the prince he's talking about demonic entity that governed that area he said no way you can do your things up there but not here the angel was coming from heaven but the prince withstood him so I believe initially it was like this. You won't go. He said, I'll go. You won't go. Finally, they got him arrested. And they locked him for 21 days. So if Daniel had stopped praying, that would have been the end of the story. But Daniel persevered in supplication. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians 5.18 that praying with all prayer. Some versions says all forms of prayer and supplications in the spirit. Supplication is earnest entreaties. And supplication in the spirit. Watching the run to with all perseverance. There was one time Abraham sacrificed. When he sacrificed, birds were coming to pick the sacrifice. He had to stay to watch wait until fire came from heaven and consumed the sacrifice because you can put a sacrifice on the altar and some things will come and pick it and in prayer a lot of things happen people don't understand that sometimes it can be as complicated as a surgery you are moving things, shifting things, changing things reversing things, planting things so it couldn't be done in one second it needs some skill and you couldn't be doing it blind you got to be seeing some things and some stuff your inner man has to sense whether you are broken through or not you can't pray you are still feeling heavy and you stop you got to break through but the kind of thing Daniel was dealing with was the destiny of the whole nation when the angel was later released and I'll get to that if I do you know how he was released 
it was one of the princes. Okay, you get this. Every believer has an angel, your personal angel. The strength of your personal angel is dependent on you, your strength, your confession, or your prayer life. Now, when God is bringing you something, He will send a special angel, and that angel will pass it on to your angel, and your angel passes it on to you. But how much strength your angel will wield, or any angel sent to you, is dependent. On your prayer life and your confession because angel spirits it is words that fuel them words the fuel spirits so the angel that was sent got arrested and this man was prevailing until one of the princes just as we are principalities among the demons there are principalities among the angels and those one when he's coming every demon gives way and Michael is one of the chief of them and I'll tell you a little about him in a minute so when a man prevailed in prayer he was making tremendous power available and the prayer was dynamic in his workings and so the prayers touched some buttons in heaven and said you know what what we're dealing with right now is a little above the one you sent okay and the prayer moved the prayer moved the prince of Israel called Michael he was an angel of war and he came with his son. Whoop, 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 whoop. Everybody was giving way. And he came and released the angel. The first angel that had the answer. Before he was able to break through. When he brought the answer to Daniel, he said, When I leave, I'm going to meet them again because I have to break through again. And I'm going to fight them. After that, the prince of Grecia will come. There are a lot of demons. And there are principal powers that govern every vicinity. And we have to bind the strong man because when a strong man is armed, his goods are safe. Until another stronger than him binds him, then he can plunder his good and his armor wherein he trusted in. We call something spiritual mapping. If you look at every town, almost every town, and you decide to map it, you will see the churches normally located in a particular situation of the town. Sometimes you see all of them crowded in one corner. Some of them, you can see them all of them in a particular line. And when you map it, you see all the churches are gathered, I mean, are arranged in a particular locality. And there are certain areas, churches never go there because those places are not broken. The strong man there is not bound. So those other places are released for churches to come. So in spiritual mapping, we walk to see the places that gospel never goes into. And then you demarcate the place and you stand there physically. And you do what we call the effectual fervent praying. Which makes tremendous power available. And is dynamic in its working. And you break the strong walls, demonic walls over the place and bind the strong man and the place open to the gospel listen the bible says the reason why some people will never get born again is the god of this world has blinded them some of the people the demon that is on their head is so strong that they will never hear what you're preaching until you cast the devil out how will god call a man anoint him he's in the will of god and god said go and preach he has anointed him he has told him to preach and told him specifically move there 
and the man is going now and he is now asking that we should pray for him as if to beg God again about something which is already in his will that a door of utterance will be opened that I may speak boldly as I ought to it doesn't make sense that is why a lot of people also say that what is going to be going to be ladies and gentlemen what going to be no go be if certain things change I'm telling you I'm telling you because the process could be stopped, curtailed truncated there are real spirits demons and angels and activities that happen and when you start to grow in the spirit you cease from begging God into fixing things in prayer this is what people don't know they think prayer is just about asking God, asking God. When Elijah prayed, the one they call the effectual prayer that he prayed that it should be no rain. Go and read it in First Kings 17. He was not even talking to God, but James called it prayer. He was not talking, he was not even begging God. In fact, he was not even he didn't even say that says the Lord. He says, There shall be no rain, nor dew until by my word. And that was a prayer. So prayer is not just about talking to God. It is a spiritual interaction where you can employ all that is available in the spirit, including God, the hand of God, and move things. And so in praying, we don't just ask. In praying, we do things. We fix things. We fix things. We shape things. So this is it. We said, the days where God used to do things for people are over. Okay, many of you will not believe this now, but after two years, you will get to that place. The days where God used to do things for people, those days are over. So, prophet, then what are you talking about? Well, he doesn't do it for us. He does it through us, or with us, or by us. The day used to do things for people was in the Old Testament. Because they were spiritual infants. So you have to put the breast at their mouth. Everything. You have to put it in their mouth. When Israel came out of Egypt, that just single act of Passover, we stood for salvation, our redemption. See, the death and resurrection of Christ. A type of new birth. That single act, where they ate the Passover, the body of Jesus, and the blood, that they would put over the lintel of their door. They had enough security, provision. All the miracles that happened, in the wilderness happened because of that single act in other words all you need is to be born again and everything is in it if you need any other things just a revelation into that thing the death and resurrection of Christ when they left sick people were also among them when they left tell me that it was only young men who left Egypt old men but when they left Bible says there was no one feeble person among their tribes why because of the Passover blood and the Passover lamb in other words when you get born again you are supposed to walk in divine health now as they walk in the wilderness as they were growing their clothes were growing there were no supermarkets in the wilderness but they experienced supernatural provision and a cloud appeared the cloud was the Holy Ghost and it all came from the Passover the death and resurrection of Christ is what released the Holy Ghost and the cloud led them as a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day 
so that he will be warmth to them because fire gives warmth in the night, in a cold night, and then a shade from the sun. Then dew falls at night. Dew stands for the Holy Spirit. When dew fell, when the sun rises, the dew will evaporate and lift a white substance called manna. Now the dew is the Holy Ghost. The manna is the word of God. That manna had vitamin A, B, C, D, E, vitamin K. I mean, he has all the minerals and all the vitamins in just one single food. That's what happened when you get Rema, the word of God. Everything is inside. They didn't need meat. Everything was inside. Every medicine was inside. All in that one act. Listen. And there were miracles. Red Sea opened. Miracles. Manna was falling. But manna fell until they stepped into the promised land. As soon as they stepped into the promised land, manna ceased. You see, when you enter into promise, you are no longer a child. So they have to stop spoon feeding you. But there are a lot of you guys, you don't even know you're in a promised land. You see, when you enter Christ, the spirit, you are in a promise. You are in a promised land. And there's no manna here. Have you realized that when you got born again, Everything you ask for, you get it. Everything, even things you didn't ask for, you get it. Because you're a baby. So God will drop everything. But when you enter the promised land, manna stops falling. Because you have to eat the parched corn of the land and then cultivate the land. So when you are a young believer, any prayer you pray is okay. But when you start to grow and you pray prayers that are not scriptural, they will not be answered. In fact, every prayer has its rules. And if you don't follow the rules of prayer, the days where God used to do things for people is over. Now he does it with us and by us. Jesus is the apostle and the high priest of our confession. He is the apostle and the high priest of your confession. The confessions that you make, that's the one he as a high priest presents. He only presents a refined form of what you say. In fact, Bible says that likewise the Holy Spirit helped our infirmities. For we do not know how to pray as we ought to. What it means is that we don't know how to pray. And even when we succeed, we don't know what we should pray for. And if we succeed in knowing what to pray for, we don't even know how to pray it. So the Holy Spirit himself maketh intercession for us. The word is hooper, for. It means over and above. What he does is he carries this and he carries above. But it is with with so he making decision on our behalf with groanings and yearnings too deep for articulate speech the groanings and the yearnings you are doing it but the Holy Ghost is doing it we say when we pray in tongues we are praying with our spirit but we are praying in the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost prays the prayers you pray so because of that if you don't do it God doesn't do it you know why? If he keeps doing it for you, you never grow. God didn't shut the heavens. Though he said he would shut the heavens when Israel sinned. He didn't shut it. He said, play on. He was waiting for his man on the ground to say this foul play. And blow the whistle and lock the heavens. The amount of prayer we are able to generate. In quality and quantity. Will determine how much we will be able to do. The highest form of prayer is what we call supplication. Earnest entreaties. Because it involves the whole strength of our inner man. Plus 
the Holy Ghost. More than that, it's a prayer that comes from a broken and a yielded heart. That is a long travel that prevails both on God and prevails over the spirit realm and establishes authority and decree things and literally prophesies the things into being. And God is calling the church into prayer. This is the kind of prayer when it is prayed and we have the quantity, the whole church praying like that. Then the place where they gathered was shaken when they had prayed. Hallelujah. And great power with great power we will give witness to the resurrection of Christ and there will be great grace upon the church. Now, last Sunday I said something. I said when Paul talked about the dispensation of grace that was given to him, the word dispensation was talking about times. Talking about dispensing. Like the way you give, you dole something out or you give something out. And he says dispensation of grace. And the word dispensation original is economia, from which we get our word economy. Etymologically, it means household management. You know, the economy of a nation is the financial statements of a nation, how resources are shared in the nations. That's the economy. So God has an economy. And it's an economy of grace. Where grace is shared and dispensed. One of the best ways to dispense grace is when we get into prayer. Because in prayer we lay hold on the spirit of grace. And then we begin to share it. That's why Paul is calling for many prayers. Because if you want grace, you need more prayers. And in this economy, I'm telling you, there are a lot of people that need grace. At every point in time. Depending on the agency and the need. And so, we're going to get back into the place of prayer. Paul says, strive with me in your prayers for the Lord. That my service in Judea, for all men have not faith. He said, I'm going to Jerusalem. Then I'll go through Spain and I'll come to you. But I want to come to you in the fullness of the blessing. But what happens to me in Jerusalem will determine how I will come. So if the guy was messed up, if the man of God was messed up in Jerusalem and his ministry was not accepted, obviously, coming down to Rome, you know, he wouldn't come in the fullness of the blessing. He would come in a blessing, but not in the fullness. So he says, strive with me in your prayers so that my service will be accepted so that I can come in the fullness of the blessing. Listen, you need prayer every time and you have to do it but when the congregation prays the quality and the quantity of prayer that is needed the place will shake Amen. some of you have forgotten about prayer closet some of you have forgotten all about going to just find a place of prayer some of you have forgotten all about seeking a time 
where you give yourself wholly to prayer there are things that 15 minutes prayer cannot do look Elijah prayed a one minute prayer until by my word there shall be no rain it was even less than one minute and Bible called it effectual event prayer go and check they said that was how he closed the heaven go and check how he opened it the same way he prayed for about seven hours so that should tell you that before that public declaration every effective prayer that is a one time statement that is effective is always undergirded by seasons of prayer hours several hours of praying Bible says you pray earnestly there should be no rain so surely we need to pray earnestly but we thought he just said some three words and he prayed again that the heavens should open and the way he did it was the Bible says he cast himself on the ground he assumed the posture of pregnant woman in delivery at a time and travail he will pray and pray and pray for about an hour and send his servant to get them from the mountain and go towards the coast and see if there was a cloud then the servant will say I didn't see anything then he will pray again for another one hour and send the guy again seven times until he saw a cloud like the hand of a man until he registers in your spirit that there's a breakthrough that's different from when you're asking for a shirt a new car things like that that one is simple you just mention it one minute and you're gone but honey when you are dealing with destinies and you are dealing with your life assignments it is more complex than picking a shirt on a shelf it's not like picking a shirt on a shelf there's nothing complex about going to the market and pick a shirt on a shelf but you see when daniel started praying he didn't even know what was wrong so the angel said the day you set your heart to understand that was when he started praying because god has said that people have been captive for 70 years and they were in so when daniel started praying he started confessing the sins of israel he was just trying to understand the situation first of all because if you are going to be effective in what you are dealing with you must hit the nail right right on the head you can't beat about the bush and sometimes when you start praying you are trying to sort out what really it is in the spirit realm and that's what happens when you are dealing with family strongholds you don't deal with family strongholds and ancient altars by one declaration you investigate supernaturally in prayer and god begin to show you things and how to deal with it and surely it will take more than 15 minutes or you don't think so I see there comes a time in your life because you're not acquainted with spiritual things when people are taking one hour to warm up three minutes pump you have entered into the realm of the spirit already because you are acquainted with prayer so you don't have to warm up then you remember there was some chewing gum there then you remove it a little bit then you remember that ah your assignment cry you haven't done it all that one is you're warming up i see your prayer do things listen i see your prayer do things i see our prayer do things 
I say, I see our prayer do things. I see our prayer do things. Listen. There's a time in prayer where there's a complete overtake of the Holy Ghost. Where your faculties, your spiritual faculties, are so yielded that they are discerning, they are seeing, they are hearing. And they have the right vocabulary that can convey <laughs> real spiritual verities and spiritual realities. Because you got the vocabulary of the, of the spirit to download things. And there comes a realm in the spirit of prayer where your inner man becomes emboldened and stronger than the usual. And at that moment, you are able to make utterances that are irreversible. They are binding perpetually. And as a prophetic church, Mary Stola, who the shah? Mendo Pastor Sidney, Pastor Vincent, take the microphones. Listen, listen. We're going to enter into prayer, and after prayer, I'm going to prophesy to you. There are certain things that must leave your life now permanently. There are certain things that must change, and they must stay. The good must come and not go, it must stay. Sometimes you need to get into prayer until you know the Holy Ghost is moving you. Then you are turning according to. Uh, now listen, listen. You know, I heard a noise behind me like the sound of many waters. And then I saw chariots coming. And the Lord said to me, when the people pray today, tell them to pray with their feet stamping the ground and their heart clappings because of the chariots. While it may not become a formula permanently, we need to get to the place where the Holy Ghost moves us. get lost this is the service that opens a revival for the year amen in this church we're going to have amputated legs new legs grow yeah and the miracle will be on everything of ours on our field on our lands on our finances 
Some of you will be sleeping in the night and the Holy Ghost will change your organs and give you brand new kidneys and brand new livers and brand new brains. Look at somebody, tell the person, are you ready to pray? Or ask the person, are you ready to pray? Should I give my money? It is destiny issue. Tell the person, forgive me. But I must pray. Push, move a little from your friend or your brother. Just get some space based on the way you are Hallelujah! Move a little, make sure you have some space. Because we can't hear this word and stay the same. Lift your hands and say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. I decree today. I decree today. Over my destiny and life. Over my destiny and life. Over my assignment. Over my assignment to God. That what has been written. What has been written. Shall be fulfilled in my life. Shall be fulfilled in my life. What was written. What was written. Before I was born. Before I was born. Will be manifested. In my life. In my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Decree and declare. I decree and declare. That as I enter into prayer, as I enter into prayer, let heaven open. Let heaven open. Let us be released. Let us be released. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. And shoot your hands out of the Don't be a gentleman. Forget your degree. Forget everything you came with. And be a prayer warrior. You are not an usher. You are not a pastor. You are not an evangelist. You are a prayer warrior. You are not a lawyer. Forget every other thing. Shoot your hands into the heaven. Say, Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. the blood of Jesus. Oh, Holy Ghost. Uh, help me this morning. Help me this morning. Help me this morning. Help me this morning. I admit. I admit that I don't know how to pray. I don't even know when to pray. But this morning you said to me that you will help me in prayer. You will help me. You will pray through me. You will pray with me. You will pray with me. pray by are you sure you're ready to pray? Heavenly Father, that's my tongue. That's my tongue. That's my belly. That's my belly. Let the waters break. Let the waters In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray. As I pray. Clapping my hands. my hands. I decree and declare. I decree and declare. Just in It's aligning. It's aligning. With the will of heaven. With the will of heaven. And I declare God. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom let come. Your will be done. And let your will be done. As I clap my hands. As I pray. And as I pray. The will is revealed. The will is revealed. Let your voice. Ila bata hasaya. Gadara bata. Bara dosa. Gadara bata taya. Gadaya bata. Bara dosa bata. Lebra doha. Lebra bata taya. If you are not tired, you can rise on your feet. Masunda la bahata, 
verdicts. Somebody serving 16 year old term in prison. If nothing happens, he will rot there. But you see, you will change the verdict. Tomorrow, amnesty will begin to speak for him. Presidential pardon will bring him out. You know, prayer just moves things. Now what the Holy Spirit told me is change verdicts pronouncements over your lives, over your business, over your family, over your children. You are changing the verdict. You know verdict? Like the final word in a law, in a law court. I mean, they've said it, it's done, and that is it. We are changing verdicts. That's number one. And number two is, we are binding the strong man. Some of you, you can feel there's a strong man over your house. Don't play with it, bind it. Some of you at your workplace, you can feel there's a strong man. That's why the things that happen, happen there. Hello? You have to bind it. Some of you, your communities, wherever your faith can take you today, you're going to pray and bind a strong man. Bible says, unless you bind a strong man, it says, unless you first bind a strong man. Amen? 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 The strong man over finances, that one we have already bound it. Yes. Amen. God told us that one when we gave our first and best. But every other strong man in any area, there are some families, they don't just marry. There's a strong man there who says, You know, you, you, you marry, you can't. But that strong man will be bound. I said, That strong man will be bound. And you see, walls that have been raised. To limit you, to limit people around you, they are coming down now. 
So three things you are doing really. Number one is what? Verdicts. You are changing the verdicts. Number two is what? Binding a strong man, and then we can consider this as number three breaking walls and access. Amen. Access rules. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I see access. Oh, open them up and pray right now. Break the yoke, break the stronghold. We hang them. We hang them. We hang them. We hang the hammer. We find the strong man. We find the strong man. We find the principal power. We find principalities. We find the prince over the You are bound. 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 Thank you so much for listening. We believe this teaching has been a blessing to you. We want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast for life-defining and changing moments with the Holy Spirit. Follow us on all social media platforms at Prophet Prince Manasseh Achu and join the Prophet Sunday services at 9 a.m. See you next week.